Hello, I'm Dominique Saint-Pierre, and you're listening to Go Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about options where you can host your Go application. Hello, Gophers. We are back. It's been a couple of weeks yet again. Um, it's getting difficult to be regular in producing the podcast episode for me. For me, um, I'm currently doing a lot of consulting and whatnot, and I don't know. I don't know if it's the time of the year, November or you know, end of October, November is always always difficult in here uh, in in the north. You know, uh, there's less sun and and whatnot. I, I maybe I'm just getting old. Wh- whatever the reason, it's uh, yeah, it's just difficult these days. And uh, I guess uh, I guess we are uh, we are getting older. At least me, and uh, starting to feeling it. You know, when I was young, I was building like I don't know, probably two SaaS at the same time while working a full time job and whatnot. And you know, it was uh, it was different, if I can say that. So, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, let, let's have a quick uh, a quick episode on you know option on where you may want to deploy your go web application for example so i think it could be a quick one and uh yeah i've i've been using a couple of options uh in the last five six seven years whatnot and yeah i think uh i think it's it's not uh it's not something we we are uh, hearing a lot in in the same episode the first option we will uh, talk about is having your own server so let's say you take a VM from DigitalOcean or Linode or whatever, uh, AWS or things like that, and you manage your entire server yourself. So what it means is you will be responsible to patch it. You will be responsible to have your SSL termination and uh, and also, uh, you know, if you want a reverse proxy or things like that, if you want to host multiple domains and subdomains, so you you will you will do it all. This this is a great way to to learn how things are, you know, are done under the cover, if you will. And for a long time, it it was it was how I was deploying my uh, my services. It, it's still it's still probably my favorite thing because I. I kind of prefer to have some kind of control sometimes, but uh, yeah, we, we will see later. I'm, yeah, I I also really really like uh, platform as a service, so it it depends. It really depends. But this is this is a great and cheap option, especially when you're not really sure about the impact of what you are launching is it is it going you know is it a side project is it something that will that will bring you some revenue out of the box already or or is just you know you're not sure so sometimes having your vm you can just you know have a dirt cheap five bucks per month six bucks per month whatever and and have have the apps in there you might want to have your database at first on the same server it's not you know it's not ideal, but it, 
you know, let's be let's be re realistic and honest here. Um, the data you will need a dedicated database is probably not your first six months or your first year, whatever. D depending, you know, if you are doing that for for an enterprise that already have clients and and things like that, yeah, probably not the right solution. But an infrastructure as a service is sometimes a good way to to learn to learn how things are, are are done you know all servers are connected together are you going to need caching then okay you will you will probably want a dedicated redis server or mmcache or whatever rabbit mq so depending what what things you will want to opt in for your app uh you can you know you can have control of, over that and and you basically just uh, just put a reverse proxy in front of your Go binary, and and it's you know it's very very quick to do. Uh, I've you know I always use Nginx myself, so I'm Nginx for me is simple and it just works. Uh, I used Caddy as well, which is built in Go. Uh, a couple of times and it's it's nice you know it's it's handling HTTPS automatically it, it kinds of handle the let's encrypt uh, flow and things like that so yeah the configuration with with caddy is okay I mean it's it's fine it's it's a it's a good it's a good solution uh, it's just that when when you are used to to nginx then well it's it's almost the same time and um, I, I'll I'll be curious to do some benchmark. Uh, Nginx is is written in C, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, but you know they, they they should be probably extremely close. That's not the point. The point is, since the embed feature of Go now you can you can truly have a single binary that just get bundled up and pushed to your server, and now you are putting your your reverse proxy in front of that with your HTTPS termination and, and boom, you are up and running. And in terms of deployment, well, you know, it's it's, it's kind of possible to do a blue-green deployment or or at least adding some code in, in your Go server to, to make sure that it waits for all the connection to be terminated before exiting. It will it will add a couple of uh, you know line of codes that you will need to write, but it's it's still uh, it's still an option. So when you are deploying, you basically stop the service because let's let's be real. Uh, if you if you are going to uh, to end all your server yourself, you you will need some kind of services. You know you will need to demonize your uh, your Go server. And usually, well, most Linux distribution use systemd, so you will you will be ending up creating a systemd unit file. So the deployment is fairly straightforward. You you know, uh, you you basically um, copy or SCP the uh, the binary in, in your server. You move it over the running process and you restart the process. So you. Uh, you have to move it because you cannot copy a file over a currently executing 
uh, binary in Unix. Uh, so that way you you probably don't really have any downtime because if you are handling all the connection and are not taking new one, by the time that the service is up, Nginx should have probably handled some kind of you know small queuing mechanism to to make sure that uh, that that the HTTP uh, HTTP requests that were not served are are being served. So so all of this to say that there is there is some way for you to achieve some kind of high availability, especially if you are you know you can you can still have a load balancer in front of your servers at some point when you want to have uh, more more traffic and whatnot so so it's just a way for you to to start simple and probably if you want to to have your ends uh, dirty a little bit by managing your server if it's something that uh, sounds interesting uh, it's it's a great great way to uh, to learn some uh, basic uh, stuff. The next level from here would be platform as a service. So all, all those things like Heroku, DigitalOcean app platform, uh, Render, for example. So those things are usually plugging themselves to your source repository. Let's say you have a Git repo. So once you push to your ma main branch, for example, they will be responsible for grabbing the code, building your application, starting probably a new instance of that new thing and slowly terminating the, uh, the old one. It's very easy to scale. Um, so I decided to to do this episode because of, of Iroku just announced that they are stopping their free uh, their free services their free plan basically so I, I wanted to uh, you know to talk about that because yeah I Iroku is, is very nice I I've been uh, I've been deploying to render a lot you know since the last three years and it, it's very it's very funny I, I always say the same thing when I talk about render so to me when I heard about render, it was it was really a long time ago, and to me it sounded like front end stuff. In my mind, render was something that would do server side rendering for a JavaScript application or whatnot. I mean, I never look at them. I never even open their website it, it just by the name it it was dis disqualified automatically for me and I was so wrong because just like fly.io is another another option but uh, those two those two are, are well I, I can't speak for render I, I haven't used fly but uh, render is um, yeah it, it, it's it's really simple and you don't have a free plan because if you are going to need a database, their database is is not free. Uh, but uh, you, you know, there is there is a you know you can host your your marketing site if you are using a static site generator. Uh, this is this is free. I think your you you have web services, which is which is just a way to host your Go server. I think those are free. Uh, 
a, a little bit like Eroku. I'm, I'm not sure about the pricing. It's not the point. So these kind of offering or platform are, you know, way more easier than, than managing your server for for sure. You basically just it, it's plugged in with your flow. So as as soon as you as you push, it's you know it's a, it's a new deployment for you. So they are handling stopping restarting. They are handling a, you know a way for them to show you the output of your of your program. So you can see logs of your of your application from. Uh, from you know the, the 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 dashboard and whatnot, you can have environment variables set very easily. So so it's it's all of those things. You if you are managing your server, you you need to you need to decide how and where you are going to do that. So there is a lots of decision that that are taken for you. So and it's very very quick. So you can you know compare to provisioning your server, having your SSH key on that, and set setting up. The database, Nginx, and whatnot. So, it's very, very quick to to get get up and running, and uh, for not much more, in fact. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, I would say in render for for I don't know set. Uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> that was in French for seven or ten dollars uh, per month. You you can have you know you can have a a data a Postgres database with with the with your Go uh, server. They they have they have a free tier uh, as well for uh, a Redis server. I encourage you to look at them. I I'm I'm very fan to be honest, and uh, and I'm not paid anything to say that it's 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 genuine. I discovered them, and I'm I'm so I'm so happy. So it's very very easy to deploy Go. And one thing that I like about them is when they connect to your GitHub repository, they they are smart enough to understand what what is going on there. Oh, you have you have a Go application, then then boom, they they are presetting all all the things that you will need for you to build your app. So if if, if you have a CMD folder with with the main .go there, then you know. You just just need to indicate where is your where is your uh, your entry point basically, and uh, you know if if you have an Elixir app, if you have a, a Node app, what, whatever they they are discovering that, and it's very nice. It's the same for for their uh, uh, their static site uh, hosting, if you will. So I I use Yugo, which is a, a Go. Uh, a go static site uh, generator and you know they dis they discovered that automatically and they they just pre-configure anything i i just love them i i think it's a, we can we can say that <laughs> i'm a fan um but they they just do so many things right that uh that even though i i really like to handle my server uh you know sometimes it's just it's just relaxing to click on the cruise control button and let them handle the infrastructure. Also, the scaling is is just just easy. Um, so yeah, so lo lots of people were using Heroku free plan and they are they are discontinuating that. I I know that they are offering a 
you know they retracted because of all the the noise that went on on Twitter probably and whatnot. But they they one month later they said that they will have a a very cheap three dollars four dollars I don't know per month uh, option. Um, so Iroku is is still is still very good ish. Um, but yeah, I encourage you to look at render. And I'm I'm hearing a lot of good thing about fly that I so render.com or fly.io. I I don't know fly, but but yeah, those two are are uh, are very good choice, I think. Let's go one uh, one level up yet, and we will reach. You know, we uh, we we are reaching our our last uh, last thing, which which is you know serverless. I I don't like this term. It's not. Let's call it function as a service more. Um, I built a SaaS in 2019, if I recall correctly, that that was entirely built on uh, function as a service. I I wanted to to try that. I wanted to discover okay what what is what is going on in here. Um, well, the the SaaS was not a commercial success, by the way. So, <laughs> but uh, but still, it, it was built uh, on that, and you know it. With uh, it was on GCP with data store and and whatnot. So I, yeah, what I can you know myself personally uh, for solo project I still prefer to build, and I will say another word I I don't really like, but you know I still prefer to build a monolith kind of application. Let let's call it a single binary, right? Because even if you are building a monolith, you you will still have you know separated services and whatnot i mean but uh but yeah let, let's compare one binary versus having to uh to deploy each function individually so it was a tiny application I, I to be completely frank i i'm not sure how a bigger application bigger than my SaaS gets you know gets maintainable after five years ten years and we will see that because I, I don't believe that function as a service is older than five years or six, whatever. But um, to me, the maintainability of, of, of the code seems to be a, a huge problem, even for bigger organization. Um, I don't know, you know, deploying one function at a time. So in my make file, I was having one, you know, one entry for each function uh i i you know there is tool there is tooling around around that but yeah so yeah let's let's back up a little bit in here i i want to say too many things at the t- at the same time so for me the the downside of function as a service is the learning curve is that yes you will have tools to learn you will have documentation to read you will have to shape your code in the way that the platform wants you to form it. You will receive specific things and, you know, not not the necessarily what you what you want to expect from a request response uh, standard library go style, things like that. So the <laughs> Yes, those are compromises that needs to be made. 
for the benefits the benefits of having no you know no server or or really i think the 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 biggest thing here is if you don't have traffic you don't pay for anything and and if suddenly you have a immense surge of traffic then it will it will automatically scale for you it's it's not for me it's just not for me i don't think that smaller company and especially you know single founder that are building a saas for example I don't believe that the time the the time investment to read and learn is beneficial for for the kind of 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 uh, benefits that you are getting which which you know let, let's be realistic is better for bigger organization so scaling in in the millions of requests per second is is not something that smaller company have to deal with um so yeah it's really i i don't i don't know it's it it's it's sexy to not have to pay anything and it's sexy when aws say something like oh well you will have i don't know 1 million call free per month and, and whatnot so it's it's not it's not that the problem is really the code that you will end up doing is you know might not be easy to maintain in my opinion maybe i'm wrong i'm probably wrong here i i don't really have a huge experience i'm just saying that from from a the single application that i built which was which was using function as a service i i was i was not really seeing that evolve from there and it's yeah it was it was not worth it the the amount of things that so yeah i think i think the the middle the middle ground platform as a service is is still very uh, very appealing for smaller companies even even enterprise in my opinion uh, and i and you know going down one, one step further for bigger organization you know people people wants to have control people wants to manage it and their infrastructure and whatnot um so yes uh, I, I would also include the uh, kubernetes in here since it's it's doing so many things uh so again the the learning curve is still is still there and and uh Yes, at le at least you can you can deploy a you know a more uh, monolithic way uh, uh, an application, but uh, but yeah, I would I would still still have that here. So so yeah, the the learning curve is is steep a little bit, not you know not that much. I I hate the documentation on AWS. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, I cannot I cannot. I'm having difficulties finding what I want. When I find something, I start reading it and, and it's not clear. So, but uh, yes, I recognize that API gateway at AWS is starting to be a very interesting for lots of people because since they are now handling WebSocket as well. So that, you know, that's uh, something uh 
web scaling websocket is difficult that that is that is a, a true fact and now from what i understood or what i can understand at least um, they are able to maintain a an open connection and when data is coming in from the client then they are calling a function as a service this this model seems to be very interesting on paper i haven't used it and when you when you want to broadcast something then then you can you know you can do that again the the issue i'm having with that is is the learning curve that you will need to do because now the function that gets called as some event parameter that you will need to uh, to read about you need to you know how are you doing a broadcast and things like that you know if if you compare to and now I, I will leave a little bit go because uh, to me Elixir it would be my choice. If I were to build a WebSocket EV uh, EV application, I would I would go with Elixir, hands uh, down. So you know, sending and receiving data, broad, broadcasting data with Elixir, it, it's just it's just built in simple. It will it will scale because of the distributed. Uh, the distributed way of elixir and, and things like that so i'm you know it, it's an it's it's an option and uh yes i think I, I i would be curious to to see the pricing of that thing as well so pricing is another thing that can bite at some point not you know not when you have like i don't know 100 1000 users but at some point those those pricing will will kick in and and I I'm I'm curious because you are hearing a lot of things you know we are hearing a lot of things about companies that that suddenly gets a I don't know a 10,000 bill from AWS suddenly boom um yeah so yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm just not. Not interested myself in in using that versus versus using something easier. In my opinion, like Elixir, even Go. I mean, even Go. It would be, would be. Good for a WebSocket AV application. It's just that you you are you are going to write a lots of code, uh, versus you know, Elixir, for example. Um yeah I think uh, I think that's it for it was supposed to be a quick episode <laughs> all right bye All right that's it for this week I hope you liked uh, the episode and again if you uh, if you can share and talk about the podcast that would be extremely appreciated uh, also if you want to check my book out I have a course named build saas app in go so it's at buildsassapandgo.com. All right. See you in two weeks. Bye.